It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. And now a word from the sponsor of the Compliance Podcast Network, Ethico. In the intricate world of ethics and compliance, each second is precious, and slow case closures are more than just delays, they're missed opportunities. Enter Ethico. Our solution revolutionizes case management, cutting case closure times in half, and turning every challenge into a chance for improvement. Imagine a workspace where efficiency and compliance coexist harmoniously. Don't just dream of faster resolutions, make it your reality. Visit ethico.com slash cpn today to book a demo and dive into our exclusive white paper by Tom Fox, 2023, the year in compliance. Empower your team with the tools they deserve. Day 18, risk assessments. One can really not say enough about risk assessments in the context of anti-corruption compliance programs. This is because every corporate compliance program should be based on a risk assessment, on an understanding of your businesses from the commercial perspective, how your organization has identified, assessed, and defined its risk profile, and finally, on the degree to which your compliance program devotes appropriate scrutiny and resources to this range of risks. The 2023 ECCP added a new emphasis on the cadence of risk assessments, mandating that the risk assessment should be done not less than annually, but in reality it should be done each time your risks change at your company. Over the past couple of years, every company's risks change in going to work from home, to return to the office, to the hybrid work environments of 2024 and beyond. What about geopolitical issues, supply chain, or even potential compliance risks in the 2024 election cycle? Have you factored those in? Have you assessed each of these new paradigms from the risks from the compliance perspective? As far back as 1999, in the Metcalf and Eddy enforcement action, the DOJ has said that risk assessments that measure the likelihood and severity of potential FCPA violations should direct your resources to manage those risks. The 2012 FCPA guidance first edition stated it succinctly when it said, quote, assessment of risk is fundamental to developing a strong compliance program and is another factor the DOJ and SEC evaluate when assessing a company's compliance program, end quote. Having made clear what risks need to be assessed, the ECCP, the 2023 ECCP, that is, was focused on the methodology used. It stated, what methodology has a company used to identify, analyze, and address this particular risk? What information or metrics has the company collected and used to help detect the type of misconduct in question? Have the, has the information or metrics informed the company's compliance program? Rick Messick, in his article entitled Corruption Risk Assessments, laid out the four steps of a risk assessment. One, all conceivable forms of corruption to which the organization, the activity, the sector, or the project might be exposed is cataloged. Two, an estimate of how likely it is that each of the possible forms of corruption will occur is prepared. Three, an estimate of the harm that will result if the occurrence is developed. Four, <coughs> combines a chance of occurrence with the probability of its impact to produce a list of risks by priority. 
What should you assess? Well, as far back as 2011, the DOJ concluded three enforcement actions which specified a list of factors the company should review when making a risk. Those factors are, number one, where does your company do business? Two, geography. Once again, three, interaction with types and levels of government. Four, industry sectors of operations. Five, involvement with joint ventures. Six, licenses and permits and operations. And seven, degree of government oversight. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide second edition laid out the following approach. Factors to consider, for instance, include risks presented by the country and industry sectors, the business opportunity, the potential business partner, the level of government involvement, the amount of government regulation and oversight, exposure to customs and immigration and conducting business affairs. When assessing a company's compliance program, the DOJ and SEC take into account whether a company analyzes and addresses the particular risks it faces. There are a number of ways you can slice and dice your basic risk assessment. As with almost all things FCPA compliance, it is important that your protocol be well thought out. If you use one or some of all of these that I've discussed as your basic inquiries for a risk analysis, it should be acceptable for your starting point of your risk assessment protocol. But always remember, it's only the starting point. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, since at least 1999, the DOJ has pointed to the risk assessments as the start of an effective compliance program, but it's only the start. You must not only assess your risks, you must put together a risk management strategy thereafter. Number two, the DOJ will now consider both your risk assessment methodology for identifying risk and gathering evidence. So once again, I get to say the three most important things are document, document, document your risk assessment methodology and the evidence you have gathered. Number three, your compliance program should be based on your risk assessment. By this, I mean that once the risk assessment is made, you develop a risk management strategy. From there, you put policies and procedures in place. You train on that risk management strategy. You monitor the results of the effectiveness of that risk management strategy. And you update, upgrade, and remediate as appropriate going forward. I hope you'll join me tomorrow where we consider how do you evaluate a risk assessment. The Compliance Podcast Network is sponsored by Ethico. Ethico provides compliance champions like yourself an ethics and compliance optimization system built to turn goals and guidelines into real ROI for your program. To learn more, check out the following site, ethico.com slash CPN. I've also linked to that in the show notes. And Ethico has a special white paper available for you on compliance issues going into 2024. So I hope you will check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.